Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Transformation Code podcast. Now, in this podcast, we do cover a lot of different topics. One of the topics that we cover is about overcoming challenges. And today, we're going to be talking about that. And in particular, overcoming overwhelm. Now, before we go on, just want to say well done. Congratulations for actually taking the time to listen to this episode today. Because we know, you know, Kat and I both know that you're busy. You know, everyone's busy. In fact, it's probably the most common reply when someone says, how's it going? Yeah, busy. So we know you're busy and we, you're taking the time to invest in your own time right now. And we're going to help you today by sharing some information about ways that you can, you know, help, help yourself to overcome overwhelm. And uh, hey, I'm going to hand over to you, Kat, just to introduce yourself. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what overwhelm actually is. So hi from me. My name's Tommy again. And uh, this is Kat. So Kat, do you want to say hi to the guys? If you haven't uh, heard us before, welcome and thank you for joining us. We hope this is going to be really practical, <clears throat> excuse me, really helpful, and that you you will just finish feeling more calm about all that you have to do and know that it is doable and we can just take it one step at a time. So like Tommy said, like in our modern day age of busy lifestyles and drama and noise and all the things we've got to do, um, it can feel that... <clears throat> Sorry, everywhere we turn is like a demand for our attention. And so many people are in a state of constant overwhelm, you know, working longer hours. I don't know about you, Tommy, but have you noticed lately, like, so many people are working later Mm. and actually feeling almost guilty for going home on time because everyone's almost bragging about how late they stay at work and um, almost like how, how, like, little holidays they've had it's yep. been like two years since i had a holiday and almost wearing that like it's cool like it's a badge and um yeah yeah i, I really don't like seeing it because it's it's i believe it's stifling people's creativity uh i think people are feeling more and more stressed and they're just not sure how to break the cycle they're on this kind of merry-go-round where they don't know how to get off and and actually this um almost societal thing of feeling guilt for being um not busy yeah yeah. So it's, it's one of my goals to actually not be busy this year and and to have more spaciousness in my life and to not have that as an answer when people ask how I am because yeah. it's almost like people wear it as a badge yeah. and it means that I'm important because I'm busy. Yeah. Um, so I, I really want us to get into our minds the kind of life that we want to be living and actually imagine getting back to that state of relaxation and contentment that we we used to have you know and it, it might have been a long time ago it might have been when you were a child yeah <laughs> but um yeah that we weren't we didn't come into this world with no. a calendar full of stuff we actually chose our own schedule yeah <laughs> so, I mean... uh, yeah that's our intention um in this podcast is to yeah, address yeah. these and, and what we can actually do about it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't remember myself being, you know, a, a kid or, or indeed a teenager or any of my friends, you know, if I said, oh, how, how's it going? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, busy, busy. Yeah, um, I was, you know, I was doing my chores. I was washing the dishes. I was mowing the lawn. Um, I was doing the laundry. You know, it, it's not what kids do. That's not, you know, what, what we do when we're in our innocence. It's about having fun and it's about, you know, doing things that we enjoy. Um, but, of course, as we get older, we get responsibilities or, or perhaps even a, a perceived um, uh, reality of responsibility or, or maybe over-responsibility. And you're right, Kat, because some, someone actually said to me the other day, um, like, I always, I always really do attend to my, to my language. And if someone says to me, you know, how's it going? I, I never reply with busy. If I, if I have been busy, and it's a very appropriate podcast to be doing today because the last month for me was just ram-packed with stuff to do. And we're going to be able to share a little bit of personal experience with this um, overcoming overwhelm today. But someone actually said to me today, how's it going? Are you good? You, you busy? Busy, yeah? Busy? And it was like, well, what what do you want me to kind of say to that? Do you want me to say yes? And then does that make you feel good? Because you feel like I'm busy, so that makes you feel good. Should I feel good about that? So it is a strange one. And if you're listening to this, just pay attention to how often people actually reply with, you know, we say, how are you? They reply with good, busy. 
you know, <laughs> in that order. Yeah, good, busy, busy, yeah. Um, but it's actually okay. Like, I'm good, then they go, yeah, busy, be busy. Like, yeah, it's almost busy, like this, busy. but... We should be busy. We, we should all be busy. Are you busy? I'm busy. Are you busy? He's busy. She's busy. Are you busy? <laughs> and it's like, well, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on. So, um, yeah, so we're going to... We, you've, you've come up with an acronym again, Kat, because you are the master of acronyms. I love acronyms. So we, we're going to run through those today, yeah? Yeah, so the first acronym, uh, first of all, let's establish what is overwhelm and then we'll go into just some signs so that you can see whether this is actually something that you're going through right now or if it's like a chronic... Because like, we obviously um, have moments of overwhelm and that's fine. We were just like, ah, you know, yeah. and then we sort it out and we're fine. But if you're finding that those feelings of overwhelm, like it's a chronic thing, it's not going away. It's like this is your lifestyle. This is what we need to address. Um because we need to address it and not just just stay on this merry-go-round. We need to jump off and, mm. and reflect and look back at our life so that we can live a more calm and relaxed life. So uh, overwhelm, according to uh, Google, yeah. <laughs> overwhelm means to bury or drown between a huge mass or something. Mm. So you know that feeling when you just feel like there's too much and you're drowning, you're actually you don't think you're going to get everything done. Mm. I actually felt like that this morning. I had to um, get a plane. I had to leave at quarter past 12, and at quarter to 12, uh, my suitcase handle broke. Oh, no. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? I had to race down to the, <laughs> the, um, the shops and get it, and I was like, I actually don't think I'm going to get everything done, but I did. You know, you just got to sometimes tomorrow everything together and get there. Yeah. And that's just an example of, like, a, an overwhelm moment, and then you're fine. Um, but if we're living like this chronically, another way to say it is that we, we think we don't have the resources available to us yeah. to do what we need to do. So we actually think that, we, yeah, we're not capable or uh, actually recently I was going through a period of overwhelm with just all I had to do. And uh, I had a great Skype conversation with my sister who said, um, how many things on your to-do list are just tasks that you know what to do and how many do you just not know how to do them? And it was just such a, a key distinction for me because it's like so many things on this list. I don't know how to do them. I mm. need help. I need like, – they're like projects. So this is why it's overwhelming. It's not like, uh, you know, go to the shops, buy this, you know, easy tasks. These are like massive things that require me to grow as a person or sure. to actually, um, you know, take multiple steps to get this done. So often we just feel like we can't get it all done. And um, – we first of all need to remind ourselves that we are in charge of our schedule. Like there are some things we've made commitments to, but ultimately before we launch into how to do this, just own the fact that you're, you've put things in your own calendar. Mm. And I understand if you've got responsibilities, like if you're a parent, things like that. Um, but we still do choose, you know, majority of the time how we spend our time. And um, so why, why do we feel overwhelmed? We need to understand how we got there in the first place. So often the feeling, like I said, it doesn't happen. Um, it's, we're not talking about, you know, those moments that happen, but it's like a gradual process where things build up to a point and you feel like you just can't handle it anymore. And often, I don't know if this happens to you, Tommy, but often I freeze. Like I almost get, like, paralyzed and I just want to go and, like, go shopping or <laughs> go to the movie or you know, it's, there's so much to do that you almost just want to escape and yeah. run away. <laughs> you feel like yeah. Yeah, sometimes. It's like, ah, oh, like, oh, it's almost like shut down. Like, you just feel like you need to shut down. So we need to correctly deal with it because it kills creativity. It stops us taking action. Um, and it, it can really raise our stress levels as yeah, well. Yeah. So um, let's go into the acronym about how to tell if you're in a state of overwhelm. Yep. So the O for overwhelm, the first O First letter is overreaction. <clears throat> so when you're overwhelmed, and you can tell us if you did this when you were overwhelmed recently, Tommy, <laughs> you, you tend to overreact. So you kind of become a bit like a drama, <laughs> yeah. drama queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Get a dramatic. laughs> and the V stands for victim mentality, mm. and the E stands for easily triggered. And I find these are all quite similar. So you kind of just, you're almost <laughs> like this on this... Um, Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. You know when you can be really introspective and reflective of your life and you yep. can see things clearly, but when you're in overwhelm, you can't. You're just like, you react, you get this, oh, poor me, like this victim mentality, 
and you get triggered easily. Like yeah. you get someone will say that something, or someone will beep at you, and you get really angry. And like <laughs> yeah. wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got any stories about that for yourself? Yeah, it's almost like in you know it, 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 this is, hasn't happened to me, but it's almost like um, someone beeps at you, like you said, in, in the car, and it's like you, you, you have no idea how busy I am. You have no idea all the things I have to do, and you're driving in front of me, and you have the audacity to beep at me. Are you sure about this? You've got nothing to do. I've got this whole big list of things, and no one is helping me. And even if they do offer help, I don't want it. It's just like. <laughs> Actually, oh, it's so funny, but we're probably just driving and smiling. Maybe they were, yeah, yeah, but maybe they were just beeping at their friend. Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it's uh, in a in a real in a real situation. The um, um, the the overreaction thing you said about uh, when you're talking to people, especially people that are close to you, like your friends and family, they tend to get the wrath of it all, really. Um, yeah. I think when you're overwhelmed, you can put on a game face to the general public or, you know, to the people in the street. But um, when you get home or, you know, with, with close circles of friends and family, that's when it really comes out. Because ultimately, you're you are trying to project onto them that you are in a position of overwhelm and they should feel sorry for you and they should help you, <laughs> even though you won't take their help. Um, but, but that's when we're at the most risk for our relationships, because, you know, we can potentially bring things down and, and sabotage our relationships if we're in that state of overwhelm so first four points there that you've that you've mentioned first four letters there are definitely uh one that i can relate to and hopefully you listening will be able to relate to also mm, yeah with the uh with refusing help often we've become overwhelmed because we have refused help like we've um we've tried to take on too much ourselves and this is why we get overwhelmed because we've, yeah. we've actually have got too much to do often and we haven't learned to say no and put up our boundaries. So that's, that's in the kind of the uh, solution acronym that um, sure. we came up with. So, um, so we'll just keep going through these. So the W, uh, um, we actually welcome distractions when we're overwhelmed. Like I was saying before, you often just want to kind of um, bury yourself in a bowl of, ice cream or you just want any kind of like give me some pleasure give me some comfort um yeah. because i just i'm overwhelmed i need something to make yeah. me feel good that's right so now true. that's so true and it might be facebook it might be instagram it might be food or so we often just look for distractions um H is we have a hard time thinking clearly and creatively because we actually go into stress mode like a fight or flight uh, state of being and when you're uh, when you're in that fight or flight you can't everything freezes because all your all your resources are going to get you out of that situation and not to yeah. come up with creative amazing ideas so yeah. it's like everything shuts down to just help you cope so yeah yeah you have a hard time thinking clearly uh, e is you expect too much and mm-hmm. often overwhelm comes from our expectation of us expecting too much for our, from ourselves or even from others, um, and often we expect the worst as well. So we're not seeing seeing things clearly. Um, L, we look for escape in ways to procrastinate. Mm. <laughs> and M, we become moody <laughs> and <laughs> mentally overloaded. <Yeah. laughs> oh dear! I mean, it's we, we laugh we laugh because it happens it happens to everyone. And it happens, mm. it happens to us. And of course it is our line of work to be able to, um, coach people to be able to deal and, 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 and help to overcome this overwhelm, but it still exists. It's still something that very much exists in everyone's lives. And, and it's, it's funny in a way it's very sweet and ironic because often, I don't know about you, Kat, but often my overwhelm comes from having to help, help people overcome their overwhelm, Right. Because that's one of the things on my to-do list. My, my life very much revolves around helping others and to coach people and train people. So when my volume of work gets too too large, i.e. there are too many things booked in or too many appointments or too many things stretching my energy, I become overwhelmed at helping people overcome their overwhelm. Yeah, so true. And you guys listening, I'm sure you have people relying you, on you as well in terms of feeling overwhelmed by the amount of pressure, which often comes from other people. And um, setting our boundaries and knowing 
you know, what we need to say no to and what we um, can take on and what we need to actually, um, like, what's the word? We need to know our capacity because yeah. if those other things are happening, we're actually no use to anyone. <laughs> if we're moody, if we're, you know, in this, this state of mind, we, we actually need to um, take some things out of our calendar and reassess so that we can be helpful for other people as well. Definitely. So, so the question would be now, now that we've been talking about the topic, how can we actually overcome this overwhelm in a practical way and using our mental capacity also? Um, so, Kat, you've come up with another cracking acronym here, but this time, ways that we can actually help to overcome this uh, overwhelm. So, we'll start with, um, again, with the letter O, and uh, the first one being objective perspective. So, let, let's go into that one, Kat. What do you mean by objective perspective? Yeah, so when we're in a state of overwhelm, we need to stop. I, I know in one of the podcasts you said a while back, Tommy, it, we were talking about uh, procrastination and you said you've just got to stop, like slam the laptop closed or just step away from the situation and actually look at them objectively, yeah. look at things objectively. So a friend can be really helpful for this. So if, you, if you're a verbal processor, meaning you like to talk things out, sometimes even just having a chat to someone can be, that's all you need like to get clarity because I think if we're stuck in our head going round and round, um, my coach calls it circular reasoning mm-hmm. and we're just going round and round and we're just reasoning it away and we're not actually coming up with new knowledge that's going to help us by looking at the situation from the outside. Uh, often we can't yeah. see it, you know, because we're yeah. in it. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you have an accountability partner or someone around you who can provide perspective, just ask them for help to say, hey, look, um, I've got a lot on my plate and, um, yeah, and just get their, their advice. So just seek wise counsel. Don't just ask anyone that's going to tell you, oh, just don't worry about it. You know, yeah. ask someone that you trust. But if you don't have anyone around, there are a few questions that you can ask yourself cool. to help you see your situation objectively. So number one, is what I'm thinking actually true? And Tommy, could you explain, um, you know, in NLP, we talk about generalizing and distorting and deletion. Yep. And, you know, sometimes in a state of overwhelm, we say things like, I'll never get it all done, like really irrational statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can yeah. I explain that from an NLP kind of standpoint? Yeah, so it's interesting because we build everything to fit our reality so we pay attention to the things that we want to pay attention to whether it be consciously or unconsciously and we like to make ourselves feel good we we never want to do ourselves over and that's something that we can apply to anything really we never want to trick ourselves or or be deceitful towards ourselves so deep down whatever we choose no matter how we say it no matter what language we put to it and the reason or the or the excuse or whatever you want to label it as Whatever we, whatever we call that, 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 that um, verbalization of what we're doing or thinking, ultimately it will always be what we actually want deep down. Um, because we never will do ourselves over. We will, I hope you understand what, what I mean by that. So if it's something like, oh, I'm never going to get all this done, then it might actually be because you haven't changed that reality. You haven't changed that perspective around you. You need to actually think about what are the things that need to be done. And then how realistic is it that I do maybe half of those things? You know, or, or can I do three of those things or four of those things? And it's interesting, a few things that you said already, Kat, because I talk about transformation quite a lot, and this is obviously the transformation code, but the um, the steps that I've kind of come to, to design really, with step one would be recognizing failure. And if we take the concept that we never want to do ourselves over, then that means we're never really going to be able to see that failure unless we're ready to accept it. It means we're ready to accept that things that we're doing aren't working for us and that we need to change something in order to scope and change the reality around us and everything that we do and understand. Now, you said about someone else helping you out with that. It can get to the point where it actually comes to a head and it almost erupts like a volcano of emotion because what about if someone close to you actually turned around to you and said, you don't have enough time for me, you're too busy, you're always doing all this stuff, where do I fit into all of this? I'm always second best, blah, blah, blah. And that's actually someone on the outside telling you that what you're doing right now isn't perhaps working the way that it should be, but it's in an emotional, stressful situation rather than an honest, you know, open conversation. So sometimes, guys, we've got to take things into our own hands and we've got to go and ask. We have to go and ask and seek a little bit of a nudge in the right direction so that we can establish 
that our reality needs to change because we won't do ourselves over. We will never deceive ourselves. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Is that kind of something that you've talked to people about, Kat, as well? Yeah, and I find like now that I've got a business coach who's helping me with a few different areas that he'll see, he'll see things that I don't see. And that's why I've got him because I'll only ever see things that are in my in my radar, like that, yeah. like you said, pay attention to because we delete everything else and we generalize and we make excuses for ourselves. So uh, he's able to come in from a different angle and, and that's why I've hired him because sure. I don't, I'm not going to move forward unless someone is actually – you know, we, I don't believe we ever reach our potential by ourselves. No. I really don't. You look at successful people and they've all got people around them, you know, advisors and um, people that have helped them get to the top, you know. So we need other people's input and we need to actually be willing to learn and change and be teachable and not be stubborn. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean we have to change our convictions. Like if you really feel like this, I'm right on this, then that's fine. And sometimes someone going against what you're saying can actually strengthen your convictions in the right way. Definitely. You know, that, that's happened before with me a lot. And I'm like, actually, I'm standing on this. Like, yeah. this is this is true for me. Um, but either way, that person has helped. Has helped. So definitely people. Um, and the other thing that we can do here is to, to look at things in – like as our emotion in- increases, like as our stress increases, and our we're getting a bit of a flap. Often our intelligence, de- and our intelligence decreases, so we don't think clearly. So it, you know, the more emotional we get about it, we don't see it kind of black and white. So for me, I need to sit down. I need to be calm. I need to turn off the distractions, and I need to write. Mm-hmm. And I write down what really needs to actually get done, and what is just nice to get done because. Often things on our list, they don't really have to be done. Like today when I was packing to um, come away, I was like, actually, that doesn't, I can do that down there. I can do that down there. That can wait till Sunday. Um, yeah, so yeah, what yeah. if my room's a bit messy? Like there's a few things that it's just, okay, it's just life. It's not going to be perfect. So um, just sit down, work work out exactly how many hours you have available. So I'll go, right, I've got Friday afternoon from 2 till 6. Uh, realistically, I'll, I'll say three and a half hours there. Uh, I've got Saturday morning from this time to this time. I actually add up the hours. Mm-hmm. Then I forecast how long each task I think will take, and then I add some to it because things always take longer. Yep. <laughs> um, and I find a spreadsheet or a notebook with two columns is a great way to do it. So this is my task. This is how long I think it will take, and then I'll just like systematically tick it off. And it just, like, actually when you look at it, you're like, oh, I can do that. And then if, if you still feel like you can't, you just cull the items at the bottom. Yeah. And you think, like, is anyone going to die if I don't do that? Is <laughs> it like, really? Sometimes it comes down to that. I remember um, stressing out one time because um, I couldn't find my passport. And I thought, that's probably, you know, as long as I've got my health and I can get myself somewhere, like, really, it's not as life-threatening as sometimes we make out mm. to be, you know, like... I've lost my passport before and everything's turned out fine. It always does. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to have that perspective and like asking yourself, are things really that bad? You know, often it's not that our circumstances have changed, but our perspective has changed. Like we're, we're dramatizing things. Yeah. We yeah. take out stress on other people and, um, we often, we often actually turn that stress into overwhelm about completely unrelated things. I remember I was sick once and then I started, I was lying in bed, like not feeling great. And then I started reflecting about all the things that were going on in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my friend came and visited me. They're like, Kat, just focus on getting better. Like, don't think about all of that. I was like, oh, and I can't train at the moment and I can't do this. And <laughs> It's like you need to put all your energy into getting well, not into worrying about all the, <laughs> the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that's such a valid point, I think, and it fits in with everything we're talking about today. It's almost like if you imagine you have a bucket and, you know, a bucket of water and, and that bucket of water is your energy, everything that you have to think about attentively is like a hole in that bucket. So it could be a pinprick or it could be, you know, a decent-sized hole. But ultimately, what's going to happen after time is you're going to have to keep pouring into the bucket to keep it at a high level, or it's going to end up losing a lot of volume of water, a lot of volume of energy. Um, Now, there's always going to be holes in the bucket. That's what you need to realize here, that no one's got a bucket without a hole in, because there's always things that we've got to do. There's always things that we're responsible for, whether it's people, things, jobs, um, even, you know, the, the garden, whatever. 
there's going to be holes in the bucket, but we can leave the tap running. But if the tap has to be turned on so that it's literally blasting out with water because there are so many holes, that's when we have a stressful environment. If you think about the splash, if you think about the, the, the noise, you know, it's a stressful environment. And, and that's ultimately, you know, hand in hand, running, running hand in hand with everything that we're saying here. There's going to be stuff to do. You're going to have stuff to do. There's going to be things that are going to take your energy. But those moments when everything comes all at once, when life brings you more holes in your bucket, you've got to be ready to deal with it. And you can, you can deal with it. And we're going to be able to guide you and help you today. However, guys, there is also, there is also the, the, the self-pricking of your bucket, the self-sabotaging of uh, overthinking things bringing too many things into your brain that don't need your energy. And like Kat said, not everything really deserves that much energy from you and, and you don't need to be putting that much into it. So be aware of that as well as we move into the second letter. Mm, yeah, really good, good analogy. Um, yeah, and just one thing I want to mention before we go into the next letter, it's really important to compartmentalize. Um, sometimes, oh, who was it? I think it was either Andrew Carnegie or Dale Carnegie, I always get them mixed up, uh, said to live your life in um, day-typed compartments, I think was the language he used, 24-hour uh, compartments, and, and just thinking about today. And, yeah, we, we sit down and we do our visioning and our goals and that kind of thing when we're in a nice, relaxed state. But we we think future a lot. Um, oh, you know, we worry about what's going to happen next week. And you can just kind of think about what am I – what do I just need to get done today? Like what are my best next steps right now? Yeah. And break your priorities down into really small, manageable um, tasks. So, for example, you might just sit down and write all the steps you have to do so let's talk about, let's say it was your nutrition or your training. Let's say you went to a convention and you heard all this amazing knowledge and there's all these things you want to change, um, but you just don't know where to start. It's just about um, focusing on one thing. So you might just choose, okay, I'm just going to focus on breakfast and I'm going to just look at my breakfast for the next week. And then the following week you might focus on snacks or you just might choose to add some more water to every day so you just break it right down instead of trying to overhaul everything at once and I'm preaching to myself because I'm going to file <laughs> tomorrow and I'm going to have like all this amazing knowledge coming at me so yep. I've actually set my strategy is that I'm going to take my notes and then I'm going to highlight three things each day which are just my action points and no more than three because I normally go home with like a hundred <laughs> things I want to change yes well, that's cool yeah, so next letter is V, mm -hmm. visualize what you want. So visualize what you want. Do you do visualization, Tommy? Yes, I do. Um, not as much as I should, but I do. Mm -hmm. Same. It's like we know how powerful it is, but it's like <laughs> finding time to do it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty crazy do you want to do, do like a 30 second visualization with us now yeah let's do it let's do it right. um okay right so make sure that obviously if you're if you're listening to this right now that you are in a position where you can close your eyes if you're driving then that's probably not a good idea so either pull over or do this later on um so we're we're at 28 and a half minutes here so you can just go back to this time um, so what I want you to do right here is just sit comfortably, close your eyes and just relax for a minute. I mean, listen, listen to my voice as you close your eyes now and, and, and think actually how often do you close your eyes in a waking state? Because usually when we close our eyes, apart from when we blink, it's to go to sleep. So just, just notice how it changes everything. Everything points inwards when you close your eyes because you haven't got that visual stimulus coming through, all those colours and shapes. So just focus inwards. Just take a second just to feel how, how are you, you know, how do you feel right now? Think about the first couple of words that come into your head and, and, and take a deep breath in, a nice deep breath, big deep breath. And as you exhale, just let your muscles in your face relax and let your shoulders drop and just let yourself release that stress from your neck and your shoulders and, and, and take a second just to chill. Just relax. So think about in this, we're pretty chilled right now. Think about in this relaxed position now, how, how effortlessly and easy you could make your tasks 
over the next 24 hours or next two days or three days. Think about a few things that you have to do and actually visualize yourself finishing each of those tasks. And just notice how it doesn't feel so much of a big deal now. You know, when you think about actually finishing those tasks, knowing that you've done them, knowing that that's over, and knowing how good it feels. And the truth is, this potential feeling that you've got right now could become a real feeling if you just follow the steps you need to do in order to get them done, just step by step, minute by minute, that's all it is. So with that in mind, just, you know, open your eyes and give your shoulders a bit of a shrug round because, you know, we have got some more letters to get through. I feel better already, Tommy. So do I. <laughs> I need to do that more often. Like, it's so simple just to close your eyes. And I was reading recently that, <coughs> like, <clears throat> how much quicker it is to tap into your unconscious when you close your eyes. Yeah. Because it's, it's introspective and it's, you go like you said, you go internal. On the plane today, I closed my eyes and the lady behind me, like, kept pushing my seat. I was like, oh, man. Like, I just want to relax. So I put some nice music on. But I was just um, visualising the coming few days, and Philex is like my one of my highlights of my year, and just yep. seeing yep. it play out as successfully and as cool as I wanted it, and I, just my whole physiology changed by just imagining and, and thinking about what I wanted and how grateful I was that you know that I'm doing it, and yeah, it actually just totally calmed me, and I was like, wow, I need to stop and close my eyes during the day more. Yep. And really, um, it doesn't have to take long. Like, that was like, what, a minute? And I already feel more relaxed just by us doing that. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, um, E is <clears throat> erect boundaries around your time and space. Uh-huh. Erect boundaries around your time and space. Often overwhelm comes when we can't say no to people or tasks. So it's usually when we take on too much. We talked about this before. Warren Buffett says the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. (laughs) It's amazing. This is like one of the richest billionaires in the world. So he obviously probably gets invited to a whole lot of speaking engagements and he he would say no definitely more than he would say yes. Uh, He knows what's important to him. He knows what his life's all about. And um, he just says no and when we know our core values it's much easier to say no to things because it's, it either lines up with our goals or it doesn't and we need to be able to say no and not feel guilty as well um so some of the things that we have on our to-do list there will be genuine consequences for not doing them um but there's other things that they're really n- they're no consequence if we don't do them if we don't check our email um, <clears throat> every five minutes, there's probably not going to be a huge consequence for that. So yeah. the things that really need to get done, um, what are you going to do to make sure they get done? Like you, you're going to have to sacrifice something. You might have to get up an hour earlier tomorrow morning. You might have to work a bit later in the evening. Um, but something has got to give. Like you need to say no to something or someone. And often um, we struggle to say no to someone because we care too much what they think, mm-hmm. which is a another subject but um yeah just create an action plan for dealing with your tasks because you'll feel so much better and you'll actually find more creativity to solve any problems that you have and and actually complete the tasks that you have yeah that's awesome i actually heard recently that someone said they're not allowed to add anything to their list and before they completed something else something on their list i thought it was quite cool yeah well it makes sense doesn't it yeah, because my list seems to just always get longer. <laughs> it's like, right, nothing's going on. I'm not going to like put anything more in my calendar until this, this, and this is done. One in, one out. Yeah, it's like when you buy something new and people say you should chuck something else away. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, the R is to remember the big picture. So you, you were saying, Tommy, that you yep. were... Um, recently going through a period of overwhelm mm. how did you did you find it like did you think about the big picture did that help yeah definitely think about the big picture picture and uh, in particular the rewards associated with that big picture um so that you know kind of what you're fighting for in terms of the fight and the war against overwhelm if you like um there there needs to be a, a date stamp on it i think it really helps remember the bigger picture um and know 
when things will change. Now, with me, it was very easy to to see the date, literally the line in the sand where things would change. And all I had to do was gear up, you know, tool up, put my armor on and get through it because after that date, things were going to be different and I was going to make them different because, you know, you learn as, as you go on. And um, the sheer volume of what I had to do was going to decrease. Uh, so, yeah, remember the big picture. It doesn't always have to be the way it is the whole time. Things do change and throughout the year we go through cycles of being uh, well, I, I use the word busy, but having more things to do, um, things that you know, I mentioned to you before this this podcast, cat about having things that um, pop pop up quarterly or annually, and it just seemed to all happen at the same time. Now that might be the case sometimes. You've still got all your day to day stuff that you usually do, and all the st- all the challenges that come with that. But then you've got this extra stuff all at once. Um, and often that can be a cause for, for overwhelm. But remember the bigger picture, because once it's done, it's done. It's in. It's part of history. You've done what you needed to do, and it's never. Always, you know, it's not always going to be the same. There is a bigger picture, and that bigger picture is ultimately what you're striving for in your life, in all areas of your life. Mm, I remember um, when I was leaving London, and I was—I didn't think I'd, I was going to get everything done. Like I just seriously I was like, "Oh my god, it's not going to get done." And again, I spoke to my sister, and she's like, "Kat, you're going to get everything done, and soon this is going to be a memory." Yeah. And like, it's so obvious. It's that's rational, but when you're in that emotional state, you're not logical. You're like, it's like when you're trying to get over someone, and. Um, you feel like you're never going to get over them, but yeah. you do. You, you actually get over people, you get over, you know, loss, you get over sad things, and, and life keeps going, and things aren't always going to be that way. So having things light at the end of the tunnel, things to look forward to, and like you said, Tommy, you armor up, you, you think, right, I've just got to get through this, and it's about damage control. You know, sometimes your diet is not going to be perfect in those times, but it's like, how can I minimize the damage? Yeah. Or how can I, okay, I'm not going to be able to do an hour in the gym today, but how can I minimize the damage in terms of, like, letting myself get weaker and, and like, more and more unfit? Like, maybe I can do 10 minutes and be okay with that and just accept that. And damage control is also about not, like, bulldozing over people along the way because, there's certain things that, you know, are acceptable, like, you know, I'm busy and I'm sorry that I was short with you or whatever, but people do remember. So I think it's really important that when you are in that, that season of overwhelm that you don't take it out on other people because it's um, people do remember what you said to them and, yeah. like, you know, people are loving and forgiving it. Um, but also you just want to make sure that you don't, what's that saying, like, burn any bridges along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got another saying, it's called, don't be a douche. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you need to be aware of your actions. They don't just disappear once you feel like you're ready to start attending to the world around you again. You know, what you do and what you say will last in people's minds and they will remember and they will feel things. I had to ring one of my clients yesterday because I texted him a few times and I felt like there was some distance between us. Someone I see weekly... Um, I hadn't been able to see him for three weeks because of both of us having more on our schedules. Um, and that interfered with our regular time. And we had a couple of bank holidays here in the UK as well. So that was, you know, another missed session. And I actually rang him and said to him, look, I, I apologize for, for us missing so many sessions. I just want you to know that I am here 100% for you and 100% of the time throughout April and May. I can tell you now that my schedule is clear for Mondays. I'm booking you in right now. Is that cool? And just just by giving him that, I know that I've repaired any potential um, chipping or damage to the bridge between us um, on a professional level. But that's very true for friendships as well. You know, if you're going through a period of overwhelm and you're thinking the world needs to look at me because I'm so busy and I'm the hero, um, you need to remember that they've probably got stuff going on in their lives too. And it's not all about you. So be the one to reach out to them and just make sure that you are keeping your relationships um, at a high level of, of, um, of interaction and, and, and security and trust. Um, so that would be my, you know, my, my little bit of added extra with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Having grace for other people that are going through overwhelm as well, because we all know what it's like. So, um, yeah, just understanding that that person's probably, like you were saying with the beeping, that person's probably going through their own, you know, battle at the moment. So, yeah, it's easy just to kind of let it go and not let it 
minute, where are you? Um, so we'll waste through these last ones because we've kind of covered a lot of what it says. But um, yeah. the W is to write your thoughts. And uh, usually this is something that people don't feel that they've got time to do when they're overwhelmed. But I'm not talking like write an essay on what's going on. I'm just like, don't point it down, brainstorm it, or sorry, not brainstorm it, brain dump it. Like, yeah, just yeah. get it out on paper. Uh, and then make sure that... Make sure that your priorities are up daily on your list until you complete them because if they're on paper, if they're on a trusted system or something that you're going to refer to, um, they can linger in your mind. And this is when, like, you can wake up in the night and be like, oh, my gosh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. So make sure it's, like, recorded. So whether it's on paper or it's just in your diary, it's got an alarm on it so you know that it's going to be done at the same time mm. so that you're not, like, letting yourself down or letting other people down. Um, and just keep the, nego- the non-negotiables in there, even if you're busy. Like, keep the keep the exercise in there, even if you feel like you don't have enough time, you know. Um, you know that it makes you feel better. And so just just keep it in there and just cut it shorter and make it harder or whatever you've got to do. But plan those non-negotiables in and then just cross out some things that aren't that important because there's probably things that are really not that important on your list yeah. they just it's our perspective um so do you want to say anything on that writing things no i mean even if you're not one to write a lot of things if you don't keep a, a diary regularly or anything then you know just try it and use your smartphone like or you know if you, if you really aren't someone to write stuff down just make sure that things are getting translated from your mind to something that you can read um, yeah. you know, at, at, at a bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Out of the mind, it's something it's something very powerful about getting it out of your mind and physically onto something else. It's, it feels like it's sorted, and it, it does usually help you sleep better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've, we've touched on this, but the H is help others. So like you said, um, Tommy, we often get very overly focused on ourselves and all that we need to do. And, um, yeah, it's just really important to remember to, treat others with kindness and respect regardless of how much we've got on so often like just a simple thing like giving someone else just some words of encouragement or even just like letting someone go in front of you on the on the bus and like today i like grabbed the suitcase of this lady and I, I love any chance to pick up suitcase. To me, it's like just training. But um, mm-hmm. you can just see such a relief that someone took your suitcase up the stairs. It's, it's like so easy and it makes you yeah. feel better just yeah. to help someone else. You know, letting a car go in front of you, even though like there's this big line and you don't want to like kind of let them in. But it actually makes you feel good. It releases good hormones to help other people. So, Definitely. yeah, getting the focus of yourself is important. Then yeah. um, <clears throat> the E. So we're up to the E, is expectations should be realistic. And we've talked about this before. We um, think that everything has to be completed now. But think about the worst thing that could happen if it doesn't. (laughs) And it's probably not as bad as you think. (laughs) Uh, The L is to limit your time-wasting activities. So what's your typical time-wasting activities, Tommy? Oh, time-wasting activity. Um... Well, there's some honesty involved with this answer, I guess, because no one likes to admit their time-wasting activity. Ah, um, oh, geez. It's difficult because I think some of the stuff that I do could be useful for balancing um, balancing things out. Like for, for example, to give you a picture of what I'm indicating and edging towards here, my whole life has been very much... Um, I've been um, in and around various video games, um, we've talked about this before. If it wasn't for a certain um, football game, then I'd probably be a brain surgeon. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't. I don't regret any any paths that I've taken in life. Um, but I, I do. I do still like to to chill out and play on video games. But I think maybe if I'm completely honest, I, I could I could probably segment that time a little stricter, um, and that would probably be the behaviour that I would do. Uh, you know to be wasting a bit of time um having said that you're talking about you know two or three hours a week it's not a large volume um but i think i could probably be a little more strict there's probably other things i could be doing yeah i think there's a difference between like doing things that you enjoy um for pure enjoyment and having that in a nice balance in your life or um i don't know what you think about reward but 
sometimes when you are in overwhelm, it's really important that you actually get yourself in a good frame of mind. Yeah. And although although we're saying, you know, it's, it's not good to just constantly distract yourself and avoid the actual issue because it's very hard to relax. I find, like, my thing is movies, and I, but I find I don't really enjoy a movie if I know that I've got heaps to do anyway. So yeah. personally, I like to get it all done and then relax and watch a movie. So it's really important to have things in your life just for pure enjoyment and yeah. joy. And like, like we we're talking about at the beginning, like being, being childlike and just having fun. I was watching these kids the other day, and they were just, just like laughing and laughing at each other. And it was like, oh, it's just so cool. <laughs> like, I remember like when you used to laugh so hard that you could cry and yeah. like start laughing. It was like, man, I love that. So <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got to all know for ourselves, like, where we're wasting time and where it's actually helpful. Like sometimes it is really nice to just go and do something for, you know, like sit under a tree or just go for a walk in the sun just for the pure enjoyment of it. But um, if we're doing things like flicking through Facebook just because we're avoiding a task, um, yeah, you just got to catch yourself and go, is this really what I want to be doing right now? Yeah, and just quickly going back on the, the different examples you've given there, we do seek a reward from the things that we do, and the reward is usually an emotional reward. Now, the danger, of course, with things these days with like smartphones and video games and even things like Netflix, box sets and that kind of thing, you can get a reward, a sense of reward from completing levels or watching episodes. And actually, that if you really strip it down, that's the reward we get to be able to go go into work the next day and say, oh, I've just finished season four of Breaking Bad. You know, it, it's it's like you, you get a bit of an achievement factor from that because you know what happens. And that can be a little bit of a fake reward because, yes, it's enjoyment, but you can find yourself getting you focusing on that, you know, focusing on, right, let's watch two episodes tonight. We've got two more to go till the end of the series. And it's like... Uh, you know where, where's the line um it's, it's when it stops becoming 100 percent fun and it becomes a little bit of a um a false sense of achievement that's when we need to kind of stop and you said before about shutting the laptop or you know just just going away from it and sometimes that drastic measure has to be taken yeah especially if you think that you're doing it to be productive and actually yeah. you didn't actually get any anything achieved out of that but there is a, like you say a false sense of being productive um like i do that sometimes oh i'll just check my emails because it's productive but actually like I, I was doing it in a rush and i was probably i could have done that and thought about my answer a bit better if i wasn't standing in the queue trying to yeah. get it done kind of thing yeah. so yeah we've got to be we've got to be mindful of those kind of behaviors yeah awareness is a big part and we're on to the last letter, um, yep. which is move to a different location. So the M is move. So I think when you're in a place of chaos, sometimes just stepping out of your situation and going somewhere else is all you need to do. Like, you know when you travel and you just see things so differently? Yep, absolutely. You just see your life. Because you're far away from your life. I remember when I was on the other side of the world, I just saw my life so differently. I was like, wow, yeah. I'm going to change this and this and this. So just moving locations, getting out, going for a walk, even sitting in a different place. Yep. Um, you start to view your circumstances from a new, fresh perspective. So, perspective, yeah. Uh, mm, and, and going somewhere that's really quiet, like you might still have that chaos going inside of you, but if you're in a place of silence, you're way better um, equipped to deal with that internal chaos than if, you know, there's kids screaming in a cafe or, um, yeah, it's yeah. just like a crazy environment. So go somewhere where you can close your eyes is really good as well. Absolutely. And if you wanted to close your eyes, remember 28 and a half minutes is where we did the visualization today. Um, feel free to pop back to that at any point. And, you know, we did it for a minute or so. It's very useful um, to get that clarity and perspective. And perspective is the key here because we can be clouded by everything around us in our reality. It's almost like we live in these bubbles and these bubbles are our reality and we only see what's inside our bubble. Um, but occasionally we've got to pop it and we have to look outside the bubble in order to grow in order to achieve and to get out of the ruts that we might feel that we're in and reduce stress and increase happiness so it's all about the perspective yeah and remember that you have access to be able to do that anytime as well you know even if you're at work and, and you feel like you can't escape you can go into the bathroom close the door and just sit on the toilet and one minute close your eyes you know you can yeah. do that 
for yourself and imagine and just talk you talk yourself through a visualization exercise um you can kind of find little um mini escapes in your day to do it you don't have to kind of hang out for your holiday in six months time you can kind of have mini holidays of just a couple of minutes each yeah, day right, where yeah. you just get up and and get away from it so yeah i just think you know no matter how bad things are or how overwhelmed you are just just be mindful that each moment is like a new beginning it's a new chance for you to start fresh with like a new perspective yeah. and just to see things like differently so you know even like these tips could be overwhelming because there's quite a lot of stuff there but even if you just picked one of them like the one that resonated with you the most and just yes. um just do that today or tomorrow um and that's all it needs to be. It doesn't have to be like, oh, great, more things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, just anything in, in what we said that's resonated, just make a little note of it because um, we really don't want this to just be some nice information that you heard on no. a podcast. We really want it to um, actually help you and yeah. for you to apply it to your life and, and make it actually an action and not just like some knowledge in your head. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure talking about this topic with you, Kat. Yeah, it's great. I feel feel really nice and relaxed. I hope you have a great week, and and you're at Filex um, at the convention, a big, massive convention over there in Australia. Mm, yeah, it's one of the. I think it's the biggest, the biggest one they have every year with lots of like international guest speakers. So I'm going to have awesome. a lot of great content and a lot of like the latest in, industry stuff. So, That's so cool. Next podcast, I'll. Um, I'll bring the highlights of everything I've learned. Yeah, that'd be great. We can go through that. That'd be that'd be awesome, and it'd be really insightful for people to hear what you what you've learned. Yeah, because it, it's you know this industry, fitness and health, is moving so fast, and there's so many different you know uh, things going on. New research, so um, yeah, I look forward to sharing. Absolutely. Well, I think we should do our, our um, shameless plug now for Facebook and iTunes. So make sure that you have subscribed to the iTunes um, podcast channel so that you can see when we've got a new episode and it'll get downloaded there straight to your phone or, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Um, and also go to facebook.com forward slash transformation code where you can like us on Facebook. You can also share our page to help us spread the message and reach out to more of your friends and family. And, you know, you can feel free to comment on our Facebook page also with any questions about you know, anything to training or, or mindset or nutrition. And we'd love to hear from you. We genuinely would like to hear from you. So if you if you go ahead to Facebook and do that and Kat, is there anything else you want to add? That's about it. But yeah, like if you know anyone that's going through an overwhelm, overwhelming time, just share this with them and um, get them to listen. You know, if they say they don't have time, get them to listen while they're walking or driving. Yeah. You, you can multitask that. I know a lot of things we shouldn't be multitasking, but listening and driving is, is definitely one that I think we should educate ourselves when we are commuting. Yeah. And uh, if you want personalized help, uh, TommyGentleman.com. Yes, new website. KateMiller.com. Yeah. Fucking fair, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's cool, guys. So yeah, hey, it's been a pleasure again, um, and we'll speak to you again very soon with a new episode. See you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.